0: Welcome to the Make and Design Podcast. I'm your host, Karina Gardner. On this podcast, we're unraveling the everyday joys and dilemmas of design, making, and business. For makers who want to be designers and for designers who are makers, this is your inside scoop to help you grow your business and bring more creativity to your life. Hey guys, today I'm here with Ryan Leacock. He has an amazing podcast called the Creative People Podcast. I'm so excited to have Ryan on with me today. Welcome, Ryan.
1: Thanks for having me. I'm excited.
0: This is going to be kind of fun. I'm getting to know Ryan as well. He has an amazing podcast and he has a, is it a zine or a zine?
1: A zine. I just, a yeah, zine. I just published a zine.
0: Awesome. So let's first dig into how did you get started with your podcast and, and what, like, who were you trying to attract?
1: Um, how I got started was I was a frustrated creative. I um, had a partnership where I was writing and making films with my friend, and that kind of fell apart. So I was kind of thinking about what I was going to do next. This was about um, just over three years ago before COVID. And um, I didn't know what to do, but I knew that I, you know, podcasting at that point was like, you know, like it was a cool thing to do. So I was playing with this side with the idea of podcasting. And then one day I just kind of thought, you know, creatives, no matter what type of creative you are, we're, we're usually going through the same things. And this was something that came up when I would listen to other podcasts like, um, you know, Mark Maron's podcast, WTF or Dax's podcast. And I was always into the ones where, you know, they got into the, you know, the nuts and bolts of being a creative person. And a lot of times they'd say things that were relatable or like make me feel less alone. And I was like, there should be a whole podcast like that where I just talked to creative people for about an hour about you know, their life and their work and, you know, the good parts and the bad parts, right? So I started out and then COVID hit like a few months after and then everyone didn't know what to do with themselves. And so I, and I didn't know what to do with myself. So I just like started making tons of podcasts, interviewing a lot of people. And, you know, three years later, I'm still doing it. And I've learned a lot about creativity and branched out and kind of retaking control of my own creative life. So that's kind of the gist of it
0: amazing so are you so are you still doing filming and writing like are you still doing all of those things on top of the podcast
1: no I'm not writing for film anymore I am writing in my own capacity so I'm really even during the podcast it was like what do I want to do now that I'm not going to do that and filmmaking is like really difficult like I mean like all creative work is pretty difficult but you gotta I don't know it was just a slog and I was so burnt out and I and you know, when you have to rely on a lot of people, that's tough. And so I was like, well, what can I do? Um, So I've been writing for a long time. So I've, and designing. So yeah, I'm really focusing on those things now, but it was a process. I really had to kind of say goodbye to a lot of things that I wanted to do, but you know, I, like I cut all these things off and just am doing the things that I really know are for me. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. A hundred percent. So tell me this, you've talked to a lot of people. Can you tell us some of your favorite stories or favorite things that you felt were like big aha moments for you?
1: Yeah. Um, there's two that really stand out and I think it's different for every creative because, you know, everyone has their own different style, but for me, um, I like to get in, like, I I like to jump into projects and then kind of figure my way out. (laughs) So the one thing that has stayed out was, um, there's this uh, punk band in Toronto called the OBGMs, and I had the lead singer for that band on, and when he he's intense guy, so like way more intense than me. But one of the things that he was talking about is like the way he looks at it is that he every day goes to the creative gym, even when he's not doing stuff, so that when he needs to show up, like in the recording studio or whatever, that he's creatively strong. And that was one of those things. It's like I, I I don't really like to over prep because I find sometimes it takes that magic spark out of it. But so I always was like, well, how do I not overprepare, but then still be, you know, creatively strong. And so just that it's, I mean, it seems simple, but just that mentality of like keeping that creative muscle strong so that when you go and you're, you know, shooting from the hip that you can count on yourself. And then the other thing that's really stood out to me was, um, the cinematographer, Uh, he talks about the idea that occurs. And if it occurs to him, it can occur to other people. And that also has become kind of like my guiding light too. instead of trying to like, think of ideas or whatever, I just kind of wait and build on the ideas that just occur to me. And in my writing, I'm not really I'm not trying to write I'm, I'm writing the things that and I know it's like, (laughs) you know how things go in the brain, it sounds like it's like, well, that seems obvious. But there's like when you try to write and then there's when you just let it unfold. And since I've been focusing on those things, you know, my creative life has really improved. And and just even, you know, you talk to, I think it's like, I don't even know how many creative people know n- that I've talked to now, but I think I'm like 110 episodes or something like that. So um, that's a lot of, that's a lot of hours of chatting about creativity. So.
0: Yeah, and and Ryan's podcast is a whole hour long. So he deep dives way further than I do um, with guests, which is really cool because then he's really digging into their stories and figuring out what's making them tick. Yeah. I really um am fascinated with this idea of just basically letting yourself have free form flow. That's really kind of what I'm hearing a little bit.
1: Yeah. Um, I mean, you build a structure. So uh, it like, it depends on what it is. Um, for like, I'm, there's a lot of different writing. So right now one of the things I'm writing is like a novel. The other thing I'm writing is another podcast. I mean, the structure is very different. So you kind of set those parameters and that's where the front brain kind of can, you know, you, you take that idea for either of them and you kind of like, okay, I want it to look like this. But then when you actually get into it, yeah, it is pretty free form because you kind of know where you're going and you have like a roadmap, but, uh, when it comes to writing for me, you know, some people are like, "Oh, they'll just write and then like there's that advice that's just like, get in and just don't worry if it's good or not. That never worked for me because I get bogged down and I'm not even listening to I don't I call them like front brain and back brain, and like the back brain is smarter than the front brain. <laughs> um, but if I fill the whole page with stuff like that, it was just like, blah, blah, blah blah i I just show up and and just keep the good stuff and even if it like I don't know it's just it's just what's worked for me so I also have a an acting background and so I'm pretty used to just you know being in the mess with people like with you're on stage or you're being in the moment with people and then seeing what comes yeah I, I kind of do that in all the way through yeah in my own way
0: Amazing. I love it. I actually, so I'm, I definitely do not relate as a writer because I'm a designer, but yeah. I did just write my first book for oh, um, the design industry uh, a couple of months ago. And It is. I'm just listening to what you're saying. And, you know, the first round of the book, which was like about four or five months before I actually sat down and like decided I was going to write, write it Mm -hmm. is I wrote probably the first five chapters. And I think I threw every single chapter away. Like (laughs) I just had to write and just get a feel for it. And then every single bit of that, but it helped me form my thoughts, which is what I needed before we, I actually did like the real writing.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I totally get that. And like, isn't that so interesting? Because next time you go to write it, it might not be the same, right? Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And that's, I think we we just bumped into one of the reasons I started the podcast because being a creative can be so confusing and there's no real roadmap. Sorry, no real roadmap. Even the thing that worked last week might not work this week. Like you're, (laughs) it, it can be a slog and it can be a confusing time. So, you know, just being able to talk about those things it just seemed like this is necessary.
0: Yeah, I love it. So, you know, it kind of sounds like the podcast for you in a lot of ways is a way for you to, I I mean, for sure, connect with other creatives, but then also a little bit kind of glean information, not just for yourself, but your listeners.
1: Oh, yeah. Like, I was inspired. um, There's a story that the filmmaker Judd Apatow um, tells that when he was in high school, he wanted to learn about comedy. So he like, pretended or like made up like for his newspaper for his school he got a foot in the door to interview all these people and so he interviewed a lot of comedians because he's like well how do I do this and with that same mentality I went into my podcast was like I'm a I started as a, a frustrated creative and I was like I'm gonna figure this thing out and I've read a lot of books and that's I I love reading creativity books but something about like finding out what are the similarities that these people are talking about what what's a baker saying what's a a rapper saying what's a dancer what what do they have in common that's what i was most interested in and and really just kind of saying like hey if you're a creative person you you're in this you're on this boat with us and i and i think that could help with you know feeling not alone because a lot of the creative work is a lot of creative work is alone And then two, again, gleaning those helpful tips.
0: Yeah, I love it. So one of the things that I always think about are designers who've come onto my podcast that Mm -hmm. I've kind of chatted with and I kind of hear their stories. And one of um, the episodes, I think it was Melanie who came on, said it took her two years to get a fabric contract. And Mm -hmm. she just kept going back and contacting the creative director over and over again, not in a crazy way, but like, you know, every six months to a year before Mm -hmm. she actually got it and brought new stuff. And I think that really, um, that was like kind of the first time I heard someone who had like been very consistent over a long period of time to try to get the thing that she really wanted um, in her creative business. I'm wondering if there is anything or any aha moments kind of like that, that you've thought of that as you're interviewing people kind of come up.
1: Well, similarly, there's a photographer in Toronto that that she kind of had that same drive of like, she's, I think the episode's called like a 1000 emails or something like that, because she was just so consistent. And that was like, that's a challenge. Like, when you hear it, you're like, it's like you're inspired, but you're also challenged by that. Like, oh, my goodness, like I give up after five sometimes or whatever. But also, when you even said that story, I'm like, your story. I was like, well, what, what were those two years like for, for your person? Because those two years, I'm sure there was a lot of disappointment. There was a lot of frustration. Like it's easy to tell a story where it's like, Oh, two years later, I got it. But a year and a half in, you're like, what am I doing? Like, it's easy to doubt yourself. And that's where you can feel so alone and everything. So yeah, I I would, I have a similar person. I I forget her name. I think it's Kate and um, yeah, a thousand emails, (laughs) something like that. But that's it's like that keep going
0: that consistency thing, right that creatives yeah. like kind of struggle with because we're so excited about all the different oh, things. I think yeah. that is that is a for reals. That's something I see for my designers all the time because they're so excited about this and excited oh, about yeah. this and excited about this. It's like coming down and being like, okay, let let's stay in our lane and do the consistent thing.
1: yeah, and keep showing up and and go and get get smart about it too. like know what you want. Because again, it's so easy to get excited. Inspiration is such a, it's a, such, it's like a drug. It's can be so, but what can happen is you can get so hooked on that. Like, oh, I'm inspired. Oh, I'm inspired. Cause it's exciting writing a, a thousand, 10, 15 emails. That's boring. That's not fun work. You know, um, if you wake up and you're like, I'm a creative, I'm going to go work on my designs or I'm going to go send a bunch of emails. What are you going to pick? Well, you should pick the emails some days, right? So, I think that's that's another one of those standout things,
0: yeah. i um, I think that's the thing I run into all like time and time again. Nobody wants to send the emails. No one wants to do the consistent. Um, I don't even want to say it's hard work. It's usually just repetitive. You have to put yourself out there and that can feel a little bit scary. Um, I would, I make the assumption and maybe I'm wrong about this. I just know about me. Like the first, like maybe two or three emails, I'm like, oh, I'm putting myself out there. And then after that, it's just kind of like, and I'm sending and I'm sending. And, you know, I almost like a little bit of the fear because it gets me excited, gets my heartbeat going. But when it becomes boring, That's actually when I struggle because it's hard to want to send the next email and then the next email.
1: Yeah. Boring stuff is difficult,
0: especially for creatives.
1: Yeah. (laughs) It's like, I don't want to be bored. That's why I'm doing this other stuff. But if you want those opportunities and I'm saying this, I should be way better at it because I do have a list. So after this, that's what I should do this afternoon. I should email my list of people I need to email.
0: (laughs) That's going to be awesome, Ryan. I love it. Yeah. I, I mean, I, um, this very week I was working on stuff like that. I mean, we actually had some group emails that needed to go out and I had to sit down, craft the emails, kind of figure out which groups they were going to. And I just kept putting it off and putting it off and putting it off. And I always feel better when I just get it done. And then every time off the list.
1: Yeah. And then you do it and you're like, it wasn't a big deal at all. What, why didn't I just do it?
0: That's so funny. Um right now, what do you think you are doing creatively to inspire yourself, to keep yourself motivated?
1: Um, to keep myself motivated,, uh, I'm not really trying to keep myself motivated. I'm trying to keep myself on track. Motivation will come and go, right? Um it and I haven't been that on track this week. But what I've been trying to do is like I have various mm-hmm. projects that I'm in the midst of, and my mentality is like, Every day that I can, and life gets in the way sometimes, but every day that I can push that rock up the hill. So if like the project's the hill, even a little bit every single day, and it it won't feel like a lot, um, but a month later it's a lot. And like so, if if it's writing, it's like just write a page, or even some days where I'm like really tired, just push it forward a little bit. I've written a paragraph and still been really proud because the next day I might write two pages. Or like, but what's most important is showing up consistently and, and pushing that project forward, whatever it is, you get better, you get more confident and things get done.
0: Yeah. And I think the getting done part is so important. Um, I would love to dig into your most recent project. Do you want to talk to us a little bit about that?
1: Sure. Um, it's a, it's a zine. It's um, what I love about zines and the history of them is like, they have a history of like, you know, um, activism and, and kind of DIY. And like, though, when I look at zines, I think about rock and roll and punk rock and like, they are things made from passion that are, you know, put together and, and they can be anything. That's what I like about a zine. It can be anything. So um, I don't know how, You could tell me if if this crosses what you talk about on your show. So when I was younger, I grew up um, in a Christian home and over the last few years, I've left that and I wanted to make, I wanted to make something that kind of um, represented that experience and, and it was really hard to leave and it was um, a challenge. And if I, my thought was like, one, if I went through this, someone else has gone through this and two, I wanted a record of it because it was a big part of my life for a long time. And I wanted to kind of have something that I made. So I made this, this zine, and it's like, and so also, so I'll I'll talk about it a little bit. So is it
0: physical or digital? That's the thing you're going to have to tell me about zines because I don't, I don't know anything about it. It
1: is physical. Um, It's, I mean, zines can be anything. So some of them are just like really homemade. This is like, I'm a designer by like, that's what my job is like at work. Um, So I'm a pretty good designer and I'm a pretty good writer. And I, I've heard this numerous times, but it's like, if you want um, it, it's daunting to think I got to be the best designer. I got to be the best writer. What you, what's less daunting and where you can find like your own sweet spot is you, if you combine two things that you're pretty good at. So I'm a pretty good designer and I'm a pretty good writer. So The zine was like, well, I have this thing I want to talk about. I'm a pretty good writer, a pretty good designer. What if I put those two things together and then use that as a vehicle to talk about the things I want to talk about? So, yeah, it's um, original writing by me. It's original design. And now it's a it's a cool thing. It's a it's a thing that I have. And, um, you know, it's just my first one. I want I want to do a lot more. But this was like. After after the film thing and my partnership kind of imploded. Then I focused on the podcast for all these years. And then it was COVID. This was like me getting back to my own creativity. And there's other things too. Like I started acting again and, but this was like an expression for me. And um, yeah, I just want to keep making more of them. And I have other things I want to talk about. It was just, did I answer your question there?
0: <laughs> yeah. I la- well, I'm just so curious about it. So it sounds to me like you're almost going through a reinvention stage where you're oh, yeah. kind of like tapping into, you know, trying to figure out where you came from, what was meaningful, the changes in your life. And then also tapping into like things that you did before that maybe you hadn't been doing for a while.
1: Yeah, yeah. I leaving um a religion that you were part of, like I was born into it. Well, that was a big change um there was like some trauma in my past that i had to work through and you know i kind of thought when i started the podcast and i kind of got some legs that that's what i wanted to focus on but the more i did it though i was like i want to make my own things so the podcast stays but it's not it's not my own creativity you know it's it's a good thing i love connecting like with you today and all that but it's not my creative output yeah. So it took me a while to kind of find that again, and I had to do some a lot of self reflection. I needed to kind of get some. Am I allowed to swear?
0: <laughs> no.
1: Do, do you swear? We podcast? don't really
0: swear on this podcast, okay, but I, you can if you really want. No, to. it's
1: okay. When you when I interview you in a few minutes, you can swear all you want. You can get it out of your system. Um, I just had to get some. I had to work some stuff out, and then coming back to my creativity. And then also I had to say goodbye to a lot of stuff, you know, a lot of, like I had to say goodbye to the filmmaking thing. I I was like, okay, well, I've always, I've, I had, I've wanted to draw before I kind of got into that. I was like, this isn't for me. So I really was like, it's going before what we were talking, going back to before we were talking about, about being excited. If you're a creative person, you're, you're probably talented. So you could have, you have like a handful of things you could do, but if you try to do them all, like you don't have enough time in the day and you're going to burn yourself out. And some of them, you're not actually going to like, you can do them and maybe you do them once in a while, but you don't really want to do them all the time. So I took the last few years while making the podcast and stuff, and just like saying goodbye to stuff. That's like, I'm not focusing on that. I'm focusing on these things. And I mean, there's still a lot of them, but it, it took a while. And so, yeah, I am in a little bit of a, a rebirth of um, you know, who I am as a creative and it, it, it took a long time and, and I, I blame COVID though, because that didn't help at all. It's like, it took me like five years to like reinvent myself, but three of those are like COVID. So it doesn't count.
0: I like that. That's hilarious. I, I mean, but do you think at all that COVID did help in that reinvention? Cause you were like, well, I'm going to try a little this and try a little that. Or do you think that just, it made it way more difficult? Like you think you could have gone through that process even faster?
1: Like both because it did put life on pause. So that slowed things down. But the other the other hand of that is that covid with especially with the podcast and really learning the things I needed to learn, especially at the beginning, everyone didn't everyone didn't know what to do with themselves. And so it was actually really easy to get guests. And I had a lot of really cool conversations because this was like as the podcast bubble was growing and it was really easy to get guests from like all over the world. So that really that first year and a half I was like in this sweet spot where people were available and I grew a podcast really quick and I didn't know it's like I left my church and I, and my partnership fell apart. So I was kind of alone, like like I, other than, you know, family and stuff, but I needed to rebuild my creative community. I I needed to rebuild not even my creative community. I needed to rebuild my friendships. I needed to, and so the podcast was really, really good for that. Um, so yeah, both.
0: Yeah. Love it so much. Um, Ryan, if people want to come follow you, where would you send them?
1: Um, you can follow the podcast on Instagram. I, um, That's kind of where the podcast lives right now. It's just, I should have it in front of me. Or you can go to my website and you can find all the stuff there. It's creativepeople-podcast.com. Um, and you can find links to like my stuff or the podcast there.
0: Yeah. All right. We'll make sure and have that in the show notes. You guys, amazing stuff. I'm so curious now about who you've interviewed. I'm going to go interview for Ryan's podcast as well, but I'm so curious about some of the people you've interviewed, especially during COVID. I didn't have a podcast during COVID. So that is um, super fascinating to me that people were willing to come on. I mean, it makes sense. They had the time, yeah. right?
1: Well, another thing about it was like, you know, that 10,000 hours thing I started and I was like, oh, this is a perfect opportunity to get those all those hours. Like, so like at one point I was doing like two hour long podcasts a week. And I did that for a lot of weeks because I was just like, I've never podcasted before. I want to be good at this. I got to get going. So yeah, it was good for that as well.
0: Amazing. All right, guys. Go check out Ryan's podcast. I think you'll really enjoy it, especially if you're in a creative rut and you're kind of looking for some mojo and some ideas. And of course, we're always looking for aha moments so that we can make our own creative lives better. Thanks so much for being with me, Ryan. And you guys go check out the show notes. You can go link up to his podcast. Oh, thanks for having me.